0: Appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur tour even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: You're actually sharing half of the
0: story. All righty,
1: 10:46 here on this Tuesday. It is my time to bring in my friend Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Blacklock Supporter. Good morning to you, Tom.
0: Good morning, Alex.
1: Did you not get a family day off yesterday? You're not part of that whole uh, federal day off? No, it's not a federal day off, right?
0: Work, work work. With it. work,
1: work. work. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> Well, it's good for me because you you always have lots to go through. Um, I do think this is interesting because this is such a huge talking point for the Trudeau government, and it's this national daycare program. You know, they're lowering costs, doing all these great things, helping moms out there, and, like, they have created hardly any of the spaces. They were supposed to create 276,000 spaces under this $30 billion deal, and yet we hear stories you know, all the time here in Toronto that people just can't get the spaces. So, you know... 80,000 spaces? That's it? That's all they've got? What's the hold-up?
0: They're short by uh, more than two-thirds, aren't they? This is the famous $10 daycare, that's right. And the other interesting part, of course, is the $30 billion subsidy. That's all borrowed money. This This is not a funded program. So they borrowed a bunch of money, and they've approved a bunch of subsidy agreements, and MPs from Newfoundland and Labrador to British Columbia will tell you right across the country they get calls from constituents who say where is this phantom 10 dollar daycare because mm-hmm. I'm not getting it I don't see it no one knows anything about it we forget about getting the spots they acknowledge uh, 15,000 daycare workers have uh, disappeared they uh, since the pandemic they went to higher paying jobs it's always been a uh, this has not been lucrative employment for people for many many years and there's also a lot of program, uh, questions about the program itself. MPs uh, point yeah. out, this is not income tested. Who's getting the benefit of these phantom subsidies? We don't know. What about people who uh, make other uh, child care arrangements? Where is that? What We don't know. Uh, Alex, this is <laughs> the, the, I guess the point was to have a catchy slogan, $10 daycare. Yeah. It, but that doesn't mean you're getting $10 daycare. As you know, it's sort of like in the Soviet Union, you had to you line up for cabbage and you never got it. That's what that's where we are.
1: Yeah, here, you get a stone. No cabbage will give you a stone for your soup. Yeah, that's always interesting. I mean, but by now, I mean, come on, eight years. We know we get the headlines. It's always the fine print that you need to read with these announcements because we are hearing more and more, and we'll be talking to a daycare at 1130 as to why they had to close their doors. It's, it's just, you, you hear one thing and then there's no follow-through.
0: It does seem to be a hallmark. How many times have you and I discussed this? And it's interesting that here we are going into year nine. You're exactly right. And it's it's the same complaint that uh, really I think sincere people had on day one. They don't like running things, Alex. They don't Mm -hmm. like funding programs. They don't like running a tight ship and keeping costs down. They like smiling with their mouth open and going and giving, <laughs> uh, you know, giving really uh, impressive, performative appearances. And, and they like that sloganeering. But mm-hmm. God oh, bless you. It. If you're looking for that daycare subsidy, that's a boy, oh boy. That's looking for the lost lemon mine. Good luck with that.
1: Well, you can find it maybe with the housing that they're apparently building in uh, no man's land. Having said all that, uh, Finance Minister Christian Freeland. Um, she's still granting herself a lot of authority to increase borrowing. Um, you know, we are at $517 billion at this point, and she wants more. She's promising it's not a blank check. What, what, what does she need more money for, this uh, pharmacare plan no one wants or can afford?
0: Isn't that something, uh, no explanation? A cabinet order passed in an afternoon, uh, no, no questions, no news release so the CBC could follow it. How much money are we talking about? Well, she increased her borrowing authority this year, uh, this fiscal year, which expires in just a few weeks, by $73 billion. $73 billion. Mm-hmm. How, how can I explain $73 billion? Up until this crowd, the biggest deficit in Canadian history, and I mean in almost 160 years, the biggest deficit ever recorded was $55 billion. And that was Jim Flaherty's deficit in the 2008 financial panic. Well, what happened that year? There was 25 bank failures in the United States, five bank failures in the United Kingdom, Bernie Madoff, financiers jumping out of windows, and Flaherty came in with a $55 billion deficit that year. Everyone, what about the children? People were Mm. screaming and weeping, and it was a national crisis. And now, you know what? It's a checkbox on a form in a cabinet meeting and no one is ever really told about it and parliament doesn't vote on it Se- 77 <laughs> billion dollars more the fiscal year ends on march 31st yeah. that's where we are it, it's it, isn't well, that well, spectacular
1: well it should be i mean look we're adding a lot of stuff that we just don't have the money for if someone's gonna have to pay for it i, I guess it'll be you and me and our kids uh for the rest of our lives but it's uh it would be nice if they could just like just what's it for just what's it for you want 73? it's like with the arrive can thing eh it's like okay you want more money millions more like what's it for like no one asks quite no, there's no curiosity in ottawa ever when it comes to money
0: oh and financing is berserk i i think that's a fair characterization uh, Minister Freeland, three years ago, promised Parliament. She said, there is no blank check. Doggone it, she said, and I'm quoting her accurately. She said, there there is no free lunch in this life. Doggone you? We, we're going to yeah. pay our way. And it's borrow and borrow and borrow. We are so deep in the hole, they won't even talk about a balanced budget. And no, it will take, not. honestly, we have not had one in, it's been 17 years. It's starting to get serious, Alex. This is not good.
1: But there is a free lunch. Hey, if you're Lawrence Macaulay, you can just buy up the lobster on your junket in uh, Kuala Lumpur, and someone's, someone's paying for it, right?
0: <laughs> We're Lawrence. I'm hoping oh, it's Canadian lobster. I, I, I'm <laughs> hoping it's Canadian
1: lobster too. You know, I've spent a lot better time in Kuala lobster, Lumpur. I, I know, I, I know. There, I think I know where he's eating. I recognize the restaurant, so I should call and go. Is that Canadian lobster? I'm sure if someone's doing their job in Ottawa, is that PEI lobster? <laughs> Would that be? Poor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, poor Lawrence. Uh, the ArriveCAN execs. Um, so a couple of different moving parts on this. Uh, MPs have now voted that they want uh, a 10-year audit of all federal payments uh, to, to ArriveCAN, which is great. I think they should do it for every department. But they're going to find out, I guess, how much GC strategies got access to in this quarter billion number that uh, apparently they got access to. But the ArriveCAN execs, they they, they want to come and squash uh, these scandalous allegations. Are they coming to Ottawa? Is that is that like they're going to be perp walked out there for everyone to see?
0: Well, they're going to federal court, they want to uh, block a, uh, they want to... They, oh, that's a what they want to do. To, oh. Exactly, yeah. to quash a Canada Border Services Agency report that they acknowledge. These are two executives suspended without pay. And they acknowledge the report, they say it's an unfair report, but it points to criminality. But, w- Alex, we're at the point now in this uh, business where management is now turning on itself. So there's a mm-hmm. the blame game and there's finger pointing, no, he's a liar, No, she's a scoundrel. Uh, This is a bad one. It's getting away from cabinet, which to date, their only response has been to stand there rattling their car keys and saying, tut, tut, it looks like rain. (laughs) Alex, MPs see someone going to prison on this. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. This was not about rules going awry and sloppy bookkeeping. Somebody got fabulously rich on this. Millions went out the door. You know, there was a block MP said something we checked it up the government of france had their own arrived can program it cost 9 million dollars ours cost 60 yeah
1: well we think we think exactly. we're not quite sure what the cost is maybe Oh, crazy. It's the gift that's keeping on giving. Meanwhile, um MPs have voted to cross-examine Liberal MP Anthony Rota. So he might actually get a say in his role or non-role in um, this whole Nazi episode that, uh, you know, he has paid such a dear price for it. And now we find out it was the Prime Minister's office that invited. So is he coming to testify?
0: Uh, yes, he doesn't have a choice. All party vote in uh, camera at uh, the House Affairs Committee. They, they want to ask him exactly what went on. You're right. This is the, everyone recalls, this is the Nazi collaborator last September 22nd who got the big hero treatment. Look, everyone, let's give it up for Yaroslav Hunka, Canadian hero, said his MP, Speaker Rhoda. No one. Paying any attention to the fact that the man had admitted he'd served with the Waffen-SS, was a Nazi collaborator during the war, kind of vague on his actual combat service, but belonged to a criminal organization, the Waffen-SS. MPs have a lot of questions, but you know what drove this? Alex uh, was international embarrassment. Sure. If media outside of Canada didn't run with this, you know that they would try to bury this in the woods. It's it was a real bad one.
1: It was a real bad one. The question I would want to ask Mr. Roda is seriously, how big is the poop sandwich are you willing to eat for the pro- like <laughs> wow, is this a hill worth dying on? Like why did you do it? Cuz yeah, I wouldn't buy I wouldn't die on that hill, Tom.
0: I just no, but well, you know who's nervous right now is Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, because Cabinet is Maybe. blamed them for putting UNCA on their VIP list. Yeah, well, and they, goes they will the also be election. asked to testify. They will be asked to testify. They have to get to the bottom of this. We look like morons, right?
1: We do. Well, that's every day. Uh, stay tuned. We'll talk again. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, Alex. Tom Korski uh, joining uh, – no, moron. No, no, he's a cherished treasure – with Black Locks Reporter.